0: guys five movies this is one of your co-hosts chris Gasparry. this is frank pelicone and you are listening to the next to last episode of the spin chagrin episode 49 and last week's category was underground menaces so frank what did you come up with for the category of underground menaces so um i first tried to watch a movie called
1: the lurking fear which is an adaptation of a lovecraft story it's a full moon Full Moon Features movie from, like, the 90s. Um, but I kept falling asleep during it. So I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'd really have to start this movie over again to truly watch it, and I don't care to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not going to be about the, that movie, okay. <laughs> even though those menaces are underground. Um, what we are going to talk about, though, uh, for better or worse, is 2010's sci-fi feature, Mongolian Deathworm. Um, it's directed by, uh, some dude named Stephen R. Monroe, who also wrote the screenplay Mm. and stars, um, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, uh, who you might know from Boondock Saints. Mm. Um, and some other shit too, like the dead zone and the TV show. And he was powder and powder and anyway, Sean Patrick Flannery.
0: Yeah. 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 I I remember the guy. It's interesting that his crew, like out of those two guys in those in those in that movie, um, the one is much more famous now. Um, you would think it would be um plannery, that would be the God. one that like would end up more popular, but
1: how anything came out of that movie that has any lasting value is beyond me? And is a prime illustration of why the spin chagrin exists. Because some people so, don't like anything. But. I feel
0: like I've heard the title of this movie before. Is this like famously bad or anything? I told you off air last week. This was going to watch. Oh, okay. So you heard it from me there. No, I feel like I've heard it before. Um, you mentioned it last week. Maybe I don't know. Famously bad because
1: it's not as bad as a lot of other things we've talked about. I mean, like, look, it's not a good movie, and we'll get to that. But um. um.
0: It's not super, like, laughably bad. Um, anyway. Is is this around the time of, like, the shark shit? Like, those this kind is, of movies? This, this is before the first Shark movie, I believe. Really? Okay.
1: Um, huh. I don't know, like, what the context for the creation of this movie is. <laughs> I do remember that at some point there was um an urban legend that was going around about the Mongolian death worms being an actual thing and, like, people believing it. Um, basically there's, uh, there's folklore, I guess, from Mongolia that there's these worms that live in the desert, um, that burrow underground and can emit like electricity and right. eat human beings. Uh, yeah. so that's what you're getting here is okay. that's the premise of this movie, but, um, right. they do, uh, they have some ambition. So the movie is three separate storylines that eventually converge into one epic finale. Um, The first storyline following the Sean Patrick Flannery character, um, who is named Daniel, who's a Indiana Jones styled um, archaeologist slash explorer who also is like running afoul of the local uh, mafia, I guess they are. I don't know what you call them in Mongolia. Okay. Um, so there's a old factory that this American company has bought in order to mine shale oil from the ground by pumping superheated water into the ground. Um, cause I guess that causes, I don't know, like shale oil or something. I don't know. I don't understand. Okay. The science of it but they they seem to be confident in the explanation um run by this uh really antsy dude named patrick and patrick is uh obsessed with the idea of not having any disruptions to their mining process because he doesn't want his american bosses to come to mongolia to check on their progress Mm -hmm. and they keep having this problem where the pumps keep getting shut down um, because of the Mongolian death worms, mm. um. So he gets all pissed off and is talking to his assistant because one of their pumps shuts down, and he's got this like other assistant trying to fix it, and then they hear another pump shuts down. And he's like, Ah, we got to go fix this other pump. So they run away, and the ground opens up, and this tongue shoots out and eats the first assistant. So that's the end of part one of story one. <laughs> Um.
0: So then it switches to at least least it ended well because that didn't sound like the most riveting opening of all time. Um. Until the until somebody got eaten. Yeah. Well, there's 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 enough
1: of that. Um. So then the second part is Daniel, the Sean Patrick Flannery character, is on a high speed chase, being chased by these trucks of Mongolian guys with um rifles and guns that are shooting at him, and they shoot at him for. 20 30 seconds of like chase and then they shoot his car and he's like not the car why are you shooting the car but it's like buddy they're shooting at you so like what else would they shoot at right so they drive for a little while and then the dudes turn away so i thought there was going to be like some like this is where the mongolian death worm is Mm -hmm. um but it's just some old man who's a cop um
0: who's standing there like blocking the road with his jeep
1: oh okay um, i thought it was
0: gonna be like a low pan like thing where he's just like standing there like in the middle of the <laughs> road by himself no he is he is he is well i mean he's got a jeep behind him but he's just standing there oh okay
1: right. so they run away um so then you find out that um daniel is run afoul of the crime boss Cowan, who's uh quote unquote half-breed um mm. According to the cop, um, Timur is the cop's name. Um, and Timur's like, oh, Daniel, aren't you ever going to learn to like not mess with Kallon and his men? And Daniel's like, I'm so close to learning the secret of the thing I've been searching for my whole life. And he's got this piece of pottery with these poorly painted like death worms on it. And he's like, this is the clue I need. I'm going to find Genghis Khan's lost tomb and all his treasure. So then that's part two, or movie two that's going this on here. Movie two is basically uncharted. <laughs> right. And then Timur's like, hey, you want to go get some food? And Daniel's like, "Um, I'm broke. And Timur's like, I'm buying. And Daniel's like, ah. But then Timur gets called because there is a um a uh, crisis in the local town of um, Sippingall or something. I can't remember. Um, so then Teamer's like, "Up, go am to take a rain check. on buying you dinner. Uh, and he drives away. So Daniel's driving too. And Teamer comes upon this broken down Jeep that has this woman and this like dude. And they're working for uh, um, sort of like a surrogate Doctors Without Borders called Doctors of Hope but their Jeep's broken down and they're also going to Cipigol, um because there's like a cholera outbreak there or something mm. and Teamer's like I can't take you because I gotta go this other place and Daniel will drive you there and Daniel's like I'll do it for money because I don't do anything unless you pay me and so the woman's like ah oh, you're such a mercenary <laughs> We're doctors that are just out to help other people. Like, why can't you take us? And he's like, I'm only out for myself because I'm a scoundrel. Now give me some money. So they give him $300. So he agrees to drive. Him. So they drive for a little while, um, but then his, his uh, truck overheats. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to let this cool down. And then we got to pull off the side of the road and camp because there's all these bandits around. And if the bandits catch us on the road, they'll probably kill us and take our shit. And the woman's like, don't you have any compassion? Don't you have any empathy, you mercenary? We're just trying to get there to save lives and every minute you delay costs another life. And he's like, yes, bitch, but if we get caught on the road, we're going to die and you won't be able to heal anybody. So maybe you should consider like, you know, the bigger picture and understand that us like camping out is safer. And he's like, right Kevin or something whatever the guy's name is um and Kevin's like or Philip I think yeah Philip he's like right Philip and Philip's like you know I kind of have to agree with Daniel here like probably too dangerous for us to like keep driving if we could get killed and he's like Phil dog you're my dog yeah that's what I was thinking in your face doctor
0: um so she's all is that is that like kind of real
1: yeah no that's serious does he, he, he call him he, Phil dog he calls him Phil dog Oh fuck. I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit of the dialogue, but it's not by much. Um so him and Phil I Dog Oh we were done truck. with dogs for a week. <clears throat> oh no 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 you got you got that's the only mention of dogs. And there is no there are no <laughs> actual dogs in this movie. So they push the Jeep off the side of the road, but then Calon's man men come across him anyway because they didn't do a good job of it and they lift this giant fire so they're immediately visible from the road anyway. So they get taken captive and taken back to Calon's um, place. So then it switches to where, um, uh, what's his name, um, Patrick, the asshole uh, that runs the um, refinery is freaking out because his boss, um, Bixler, um, has been called in because they have all these delays and he's like, I can't let him find what I got in the basement. Um, so Bixler comes and he keeps trying to tell him that it's against the rules for um, him to go explore the place And he's like, oh, you know Why don't you just go upstairs and make a phone call And Bixler's like, I don't need to make a phone call I want to see what's in this basement And then this Mongolian guy's like Hey, Mr. Bixler, you got a phone call from America He's like, oh, I guess I gotta go take that And So he leaves to go take the call um, So then while he's on the phone With America um, Patrick like comes up and hangs up the phone And pulls a gun on him And he's like, Bixler, come with me so he ties him up in the basement um to a office chair, I guess that's down there for some reason, and leaves them. And then a Mongolian Deathworm comes and eats him. So then it goes back to um where our protagonists, Daniel Doctor Lady, Alicia is her name, I think, and um Philip are all tied up. And Calan's like, ah, I'm going to find the treasure before you, the lost treasure of Genghis Khan. And they're like, what? This is what you're looking for? And he's like, yeah, this is my whole life's work. And she's like, oh, I must have misunderestimated you. Um, so <laughs> then Philip is like, you know what? I'm changing my mind. You're an asshole because we're captive and we're going to die. And it's all your fault because you pissed these people off. Mm. and daniel's like you know what and he pulls a knife out of his boot and cuts his like loosely tied ropes that are around his hands and cuts them both free and he's like all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna cause a distraction when you hear the signal run and philip's like what'll be the signal and he's like it'll be the really loud signal philip so he doesn't even tell him what the signal is going to be so then daniel goes outside and like sneaks around and finds this um like old like Smithfield rifle, like bolt action, like World War II rifle, because they can't have modern weapons in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Um, And There's then shoots and then he tries to murder one of the guards, but he misses. So mm-hmm. then he gets in this gunfight and Phillips like, that's pretty loud to me. I guess that's the signal. And they run outside. Phil dog. Right. Phil yeah. Dogg and, and Alicia get in this like truck that just happens to be sitting there and they drive away while Daniel's like fighting for his life against these mongolians. Mercenary. But then out of the out of the woods in Mongolia, these Mongolian woods come like three friggin' uh Mongolian death worms and they eat like all the mongolians including um Kowloon or whatever his name is, Kalan who's supposed to be like the antagonist, but they're all they're all et by these Mongolian death worms. Mm. So Daniel's like, "Well, guess I better hightail it out of here." So he shoots the Mongolian death worms which one bullet kills a worm. Oh. Because there's nothing like really menacing about them unless you're too slow to like not get eaten by their big like mouth tongues or whatever. Okay. Um
0: So so can you describe the, the, so you, mouth tongues just what are, what are these what are these Have death you, worms have, look you like? have
1: you have you seen Tremors? Yeah. Yes. Oh, That's okay. It. They're basically yeah. Tremors but When they open their mouths, like these long tongues come out that have another mouth on the end of the tongue. Mm -hmm. And then their mouth is like a lamprey's mouth where it's just like teeth all over. Yeah. So that's how, um, that's how they eat people. But they're just slugs and they're really slow. And if you shoot them once, they die. Like there seriously is no threat from the death worms as long as you have a gun and stay like 20 feet away from them. Um, and they don't move very fast, so it probably wouldn't be very hard for anybody to stay that far away from him. So uh so Patrick has Bixler tied up in the basement and he's like freaking out because somebody might find his um thingy has hidden in the basement. Uh so Alicia and Philip get to doctors without hope. Or Doctor Hope. Doctors for Hope, or whatever the fuck it's called. Hope Doctors, yeah. Hope Doctors, right. And they're like, why is that woman talking in whatever language they speak in Mongolia about worms? And they're like, oh, she's crazy. She thinks that it's the worms causing um poison in the water, which is making us all sick. And she's like, there's no worms. That's a ridiculous fairy tale. But then Philip's like, well, remember. Daniel was talking about the worms, so I don't know. Um, So there's obviously worms, because we've seen them. Um, So Daniel gets there, and the whole time, Alicia's like, we have to go back to Sepagol, because they need me there, and they need all of us doctors there to help um, save everyone, but then Daniel's like, I gotta go to the refinery, because I think That's where the troubles are starting. And she's like, I'm going with you. And he's like, lady, you just yelled at me for like 40 minutes of a movie about like getting you to this village. And now you're at this village and you immediately want to leave. What sense does that make? And she's like, there's other doctors here. They're in good hands. It's fine. I just need to make sure you do things right. And he's like, oh, so you want to check up on me, make sure I don't make any mistakes. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, then come on. So they go to the refinery and so timor is still like out in the wild somewhere i don't know what the fuck he's doing but Mm -hmm. he comes back later so then patrick goes crazy because um oh no so yeah bixler gets eaten by a worm i don't remember if i said that so how much in movie
0: time has taken place from all this happening do you think an hour maybe
1: oh okay we got like maybe 30 minutes left at this point
0: no, um, no, no no no, like in like in the movie, like is is like
1: Well it's from the afternoon of one day to the late morning of the next day. Okay. So So Daniel's six, still not six, eight. Okay, all right. I'm just hours. Okay. Um So uh So Alicia and Daniel go to the refinery and one of Patrick's cronies realizes that the death worms are like being like shaken up by the ground mm-hmm. wait is that how it goes no so daniel and her get to the refinery and no one's there and they're like what's going on we got to shut the refinery down and so one of the cronies is there and he has a gun and daniel's like what's that in that corner and the guy looks away and daniel takes the gun from him because he's a scoundrel mm-hmm. and he's like "Ha ha! now i got the gun but he seriously holds the gun like like, you can see my hand like I'm holding a gun, right? Mm-hmm. So he grabs it across the barrel of the gun, like this, like to the yeah. side, okay. without his hand being on the trigger, and, like, waves it at the guy, like, menacingly. Which proves that Dana doesn't understand how a gun works. Um,
0: at least not, like, a old Civil War gun.
1: Yeah, so he's like we No no no, this is like a Glock, this one.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like he doesn't understand modern weaponry.
1: Right, right. Well maybe he's maybe he's like a Highlander or something. Anyway. <laughs> um that's not how it's that's it ends, the, that's that'd the sequel. Much, that'd be much more interesting. Um, I didn't see a sequel to this movie. Anyway. <clears throat> I'm getting I'm getting the plot confused here because it's so complex. So Daniel tricks Flunky into turning off the power plant. And the Flunky's like, I can't do it. And he's like, I'll shoot you. And the Flunky's like, no, I'm not authorized. And he's like, this gun is authorization. And the Flunky's like, fine. So he's like, you grab that um, handle and I'll grab this handle. And we got to turn them counterclockwise. And that'll turn off the plant. Like, that'll shut everything down. And they do it, and it makes the plant go crazy. And he's like, ha-ha, sucker, and runs away. Mm. This is the flunky. And so Patrick is like, what did you do? Did you, like, do something to the the pipes? And he's like, yeah, we got to get out of here, man. Like, there's Mongolian death worms all over the place, and this place is going to blow. And so Patrick shoots that guy um, because he wants to make sure that, like, he gets, he gets his, his stuff out because he's got stuff in the basement. So Daniel goes downstairs and he's like, oh my God, it's Genghis Khan's tomb. It was underneath this factory the whole time. Now I found it. So then Patrick comes down and they've captured Alicia. And another flunky's got Alicia at knife point, but it's a little bitty knife. And Daniel's like, I'm putting the gun down. But then he's like, look over there. Your friend is dead. And Patrick's like, what? And then Daniel tackles them. So then they really ineffectually fight each other like they're like rolling around on the floor slapping each other mm. but then daniel gets a gun but then patrick gets another gun and they're pointing at each other and patrick's like we'll kill your woman if you don't back down and daniel's like i don't think so and he shoots patrick and he's like because i'm a better shot mm. um and then the ground tremors a whole bunch and everybody falls over and daniel and alicia um Oh, the, the second flunky gets eaten by a Mongolian deathworm. So Daniel and Alicia run away, um, and then they come up to the top. And at the meantime, when this is happening, um, Timur has gone to um, Sepingol and has shot, like, several Mongolian deathworms with his shotgun because they're super easy to kill, and they're dead. Okay. Um, so he's like, oh, I got to go to the refinery to save my buddy Daniel. So he goes to the refinery. So... They're trying to escape, but then Patrick, who's been shot, has a gun, and Daniel has thrown away his gun, because why would you need a gun after you've used one once? Sure. Because there's obviously no reason to carry that gun, even with all the Mongolian deathworms worms um, hanging about. So Patrick has his gun on Daniel, and he's like, that's my lost treasure of Genghis Khan. I'm taking it. And Daniel's like, I've lived my whole life looking for this treasure. You're not taking it. And then Teamer shows up and says, I have a shotgun, Patrick. You need to drop your gun and then a Mongolian Death War meets him, so then he's dead. Hmm. Um, so then uh, Daniel's like, Hey, if we go turn these two pipes clockwise, it'll blow up the plants. Let's do that thing. So they go do that. Then they all run outside as the plant explodes. Uh-huh. And then they all drive back to they all oh, there also is at some point they figure out that it's I'm sorry. So the funniest part of this movie is that Alicia, this doctor, who's like a, a, a medical doctor, is also very knowledgeable about the process of shale oil drilling and also about worms, but Mongolian deathworms in particular, even mm. though she didn't believe that they existed until like 20 minutes before this point. Mm-hmm. So she's she's basically like the deus ex machina in the movie that's just explaining like why anything's happening and how... It was all the water being pumped into the ground that must have woken these death worms up because these worms hibernate during certain times and it's like heat that makes them wake up. And oh, it must be from this that made them wake up and blah, 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 blah. I mean, blah. the thing is, is
0: like, do you really even need that character to explain that in this movie? Like, it's pretty obvious, right?
1: Well, here's the thing she has breasts. So, right. right. You need a love interest for Daniel or else. Who's he gonna have a love interest with? Philip? And that's not in two thousand ten. That ain't right. happening. Where is Philip so, anyway, then that... He's back in um Sepingol, like being the doctor, remember,
0: because they're gonna the leave. outbreak yeah. yeah, but it's oh, not okay. cholera, just... it's it's Mongolian deathworm disease. Right. But uh, so he's just done when he got back to Sepangal or whatever. Yeah, he didn't really do much after that. Oh, okay. So
1: the refinery blows up and so the deathworms aren't gonna come out of the ground anymore. And Alicia tells us that it'll be fine because they seem to only have a life cycle of a couple of days. Um, But she can only make that assumption from watching people shoot them. And being shot is probably not a natural cause of death. So Maybe not the best assumption by this lady. Uh Um, And then then she assumes that they'll just go back into like long-term hibernation because she's a doctor. Right. Um, Even though she's not that kind of doctor uh so yeah so they go back and um she's like he's like i'm going back to the refinery to pick up the shattered pieces of my life and she's like oh you're gonna go back and get um genghis khan's treasure let me come with you and he's like do you really want to come with me baby and she's like yes and he's like well i'm gonna leave you here and go get my shattered hopes and dreams and then deuces and then he leaves and then that's it. Oh, so he just leaves her. cuz mm-hmm. I think the assumption was that there would be a sequel where, like right.
0: right.
1: They would get back together because you're so invested at this point. Sure. In this, will they, won't they relationship? <coughs> sure. Cause one time after he rescues them from, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. After he rescues them from being shot to death, um, when they're first in uh step she's like, you know, I got to apologize for you. You actually kind of know what you're doing. He's like, "Yeah, I got to apologize to you because you actually seem like a good doctor that cares about people." And then it looks like they're going to kiss, and he's like, "Um, um, uh, I don't want to break up this like loving moment, but um, I got to go back to the refinery." And then that's that's that. Mm. That's Mongolian deathworm.
0: So Timur never balled um him that meal.
1: Well it's only been a day. I mean I'm sure Timor's got time. Hmm. He's gotta fill out all the paperwork for all the people that got at by the Mongolian deathworm.
0: Sure. Well, I mean Daniel's gone back to go get his treasure, so
1: Well, I mean he's just saying that to like look like a badass in front of his girl. Who knows what he's really going to do? <laughs> so, yeah. So once again, that's Mongolian
0: I mean, this... death one. Yeah. So I so I mean I've heard about it now. What what is just is it bland? It sounds bland. Like it sounds like just like kind of cheesy and bland. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, like I was I was kind of excited because like the deathworms were coming out of, up out of the ground, but then they're just kind of there. Like somebody's like, "There's some exposition," and somebody's like, "Oh shit, I got eaten by a deathworm," um, and then they're just kind of like slowly crawling, crawling across the ground until people shoot them and then they just die. So they come out by the ground, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, they're underground, because that's where they hibernate. Right, so do they always come up out of the ground away from the people that they're trying to eat? Uh... Like, can they come up and, like, go under the ground to where the person oh. is, and then come up?
1: Yes, yeah, so that's how the first dude dies, so I thought it was gonna really be like a Tremors type movie. Mm-hmm. But then nobody else really dies like that. They just die from, like, these slow-ass snail things, like, or slug things, like, getting kind of close to them. And they're like, what? And then they're eating and that's it. Um, mm. They come out of a well at one point. That's kind of under the ground. Mm. But they're basically just like glorified graboids. You know, there's. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's a moderately bad movie. This guy is um,
0: pretty exclusively. And- the CGI on the death worms has got awful. So oh. Well, it's a sci fi movie, so I mean that that's pretty much exclusively what this guy does. Is he directs sci fi, like science fiction and horror? Um. That's I have cool. seen a movie from this guy though called The Exorcism of Molly Hartley. Oh yeah, of course you would watch that. Right. <laughs> it's one of my toxic traits. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he also did the other real movie he did is called, uh, or is the remake of I Spit on Your Grave from 2010, mm-hmm. which I have not seen. <clears throat> but yeah, he doesn't really do real real movies. So, what's your chagrin, chagrin score on this then? I'm going to call it a seven. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not, like, the worst movie, but it's there's really nothing to recommend it. Yeah.
0: All right. Um. Well, there's another one down. Switch your food chat for me for tonight. Well, I mean, if we're doing underground menaces, I mean, thematically, it would be things that come from under the ground, which would be fruits and vegetables, which I, uh... I don't really have, like, I can ask you, like, questions, but I don't really have a lot to say because I, I have a terrible diet that doesn't include a lot of fruits and vegetables. You don't,
1: you, don't, you don't care about potatoes or carrots?
0: Well, I mean, there's I could talk about potatoes for a while. I mean, we could start talking about potatoes, and then it's like I can just, like, turn over you and ask you about, like, fucking shit I don't know anything about, like, eggplant. <clears throat> um, I know you got things to say about eggplant. There's multiple <laughs> kinds of eggplants, and I like them all okay, so we'll talk about potatoes first um what 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 rank what's your top three potatoes yukon gold okay fingerling okay and new potatoes all right so now top three ways to make potatoes
1: hmm. I enjoy um, peeling and boiling and then making mashed potatoes I think that's probably my favorite potato preparation
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I also enjoy um, uh, having the potatoes and then doing um, olive oil, salt, pepper, rosemary, and thyme, and roasting them skin on. These are like smaller potatoes, like fingerlings mm-hmm. or new potatoes. Roasting them skin on until they become like soft. And then eating them as like a side hmm. with like the, you know, deliciousness of the herbiness of the thyme. And
2: yeah.
1: um, I also like to do that for like 20 minutes and then take them out and then... Um, do like rough chop on like a few strips of bacon and cook that in a pan and then put the semi cooked potatoes in the pan with that and toss them and make kind of like a hash out of it, like a bacon and potato. Um, Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, hmm. so I love, I love the preparations of potatoes. Maybe potato salad might be number three for me.
0: Yeah, how do you like, what kind a nice, of
1: like, nice good potato salad?
0: Like a more traditional potato salad, like Amish potato salad, like one.
1: No, I,
0: I'm
1: I don't know. I make potato oh. salad like this. I do, yeah. I boil the potatoes until they get a little soft, like not like mushy, but like you know, not like super hard. Okay. Um, peeled potatoes that are like chopped into quarters almost not quarters like smaller like one eighth size pieces of the potato okay and then salt pepper a little bit of old bay seasoning celery seed toss that together Mm -hmm. and then like half of a small like sweet onion finely chopped mayonnaise mustard white vinegar um all tossed together and then some dill, and then toss all that together, and then it gets served. Mm. That's okay. my tater salad. It's pretty good.
0: All right. how? So, how do you feel about just a, just a plain baked potato? I love a baked potato. This is why I say
1: okay. there's so many good preparations. I like twice baked potatoes, though, probably more. Mm. Okay. I think a baked potato is amazing when you're eating steak like a regular baked potato Mm -hmm. so the outside of the baked potato has to be kind of like you rub it in olive oil and then um coarse like sea salt and cracked black pepper on top and then when you split it open like the salt like almost like desiccates that skin on the outside Mm. um and like makes it easier to eat and then you cut it open and um butter and sour cream and then you mash that into the opened up potato so it almost like you're making mashed potatoes on your plate and then when you eat your steak then you have like a pan sauce with the steak um or even without that like i like to take some a1 and just like pour it on top of like the open baked potato and mash that in and then eat that and that shit's delicious you pour a1 on the on the... yeah really?
0: on the innards of the potato yeah it's really good I've I've got incidental steak sauce on the potato before, but I don't know if I've ever purposely like sat there and been like, I'm going to pour this fucking steak sauce on this thing. I don't think I've yeah, ever. Man. It's delicious. Hmm.
1: And I like twice baked potatoes where you like cook them and then you scoop out the innards and you make mashed potatoes and put them back in with like that and the cheese. And right. like some chives, and then like cook it, and then put some chives on top, and eat that shit. That's yeah.
0: really good. Tell you a bit about some sour cream on a on a. I said sour cream. I said did sour you? cream and oh, butter. Okay.
1: Yeah. Sour cream and butter, and mash it all together because you kind of make
0: like mashed potatoes out of it. I think and I then put distra- a little bit of put a little
1: bit a one on that bitch. I, maybe I maybe know. that's
0: why. Maybe I got like I did the uh like the Jason Bateman like you know look when you when you talked about putting the a one on the on the potato and I got distracted. Getting all um, glittered up for Easter. <laughs> so there's a type of potato, like a potato dish that like my mom used to fix. Well, my grandmother used to fix, I guess. And then my mom used to fix it. It was really bad when my mom used to fix it. Um, that we called scallop potatoes, but I guess it's um, like traditional, like the, the original name is like Dauphin wall, like potatoes, like, Say say that word again? Dauphin?
1: I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um Describe describe these
0: potatoes to me. I mean I'll tell you if they're scalloped. So it's like that. they're like sliced, like right, you know, real thin, and then yes. I, I think it's like um heavy cream, um cheese, garlic, um and then it's just like baked um all together. Scalloped so- potatoes have onions. Uh, they might have onions yeah possibly um i i never watched my mom do it but i've watched like my grandmother do it but i was very young so but yeah like i never cared for scalloped potatoes like at all i never cared for that dish i don't know scallop potatoes are amazing so no not feeling it <clears throat> well you I just said it. your mother made them like shit so maybe. Well, my grandma's were better. better. Maybe I never had a good one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's very possible. Um, yeah i I always heard of them as scallop potatoes, but I guess when I tried to look them up, I also feel like
1: when I when I make what I call scallop potatoes, um, I don't just use heavy cream. I make like a what do I put in it? It's been a long time since i made scalloped potatoes. I guess, like, butter and cream, and then, like, make, like, a thicker sauce, mm. um, and pour, and, like, add the cheese to that, so it's, like, a cheese sauce. hmm I know there's a lot of people that do, like, because, like, really, there's, like, potatoes all gratin, which is, you know, potatoes and cheese, and I think that's where you put the cheese, the shredded cheese, in between the layers of the potato. Um. Okay. But you're making like a cream sauce. You're making a roux, right? So just butter, flour, um, milk and stock. And then like that's what you pour over the layers of sliced potatoes and onions. um, And then add your cheese in there and then bake it. And that's like a scalloped potato. Mm. Okay. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Um, If you don't like that, if you don't like that and that didn't make like sound good when I described it. And then you're just an awful person, I guess. I mean, the potatoes. I don't rubbish. know.
0: It feels like they it like ends up like really dry a lot of times when it's baked like that. Like now, what? That's a ridiculous
1: statement. If if you bake it correctly, it should not be dry. It should be tender and moist, and like still oh, have sorry. the creaminess and the cheesiness.
0: Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Look at the screen right here. Look at the screen. Look at how like I fucking can see tr- no screen. Damn it. Look at look fucking, at how dry. Look at how dry you this know thing that, looks. You know that I don't fucking
1: turn off the what warning message. This does not look dry. Looks dry as shit. It doesn't look like good scallop potatoes either, though. That's because well, right, what is that? Because this is dauphinois or whatever. Ain't nobody eating no dauphinois potatoes. People eat scallop potatoes and they're like I describe them, and they're not dry. You got some fucking low country bullshit going on down there. From your goddamn North Carolina roots, <laughs> my
0: people were from up on high, in North Carolina. They were up in Mount Airy, the anything down low,
1: fucking putting on airs, trying to eat some frenchie potatoes. What else you got? Come on,
0: I don't know. What you, I do what you do? I, I I do love scalloped potatoes, though. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe somebody will make scalloped potatoes someday. Um, that I
1: that I like I to make like. Pota- like I make a potato tart that's similar to scalloped potatoes, where you like really thin slice potato and make like a layer of potato, and then you put like some kind of um uh cheese on top of it, and then you put some sort of meat on top of that, and then another layer of potato, and then you do like a cream sauce on top of that, and you bake it um in the oven, and it becomes like almost like a tart kind of with like a uh, crust of potato, and it's really good.
0: Mm. I saw some reference when I was doing some research about potatoes earlier about like how people make crisp sandwiches, which I had never heard of before. Um, where they just like crisp, almost like fucking uh, you know, like potato chips kind of, but it's like you know, and then it's like they just put them on a fucking sandwich. Um, my mom does that. Yeah, yeah, my mom does. Um, she calls it a potato chip sandwich.
1: Because yeah. we're not British, so we're not going to call it a crisp. But um, yeah, she does like uh, sliced cheese, white bread, and potato chips, and eats it. Sometimes cream cheese, white bread, and potato chips, and eats it.
0: Yeah, they just put like a dollop of like ketchup, I guess, in the UK on it, and it's just like they just like coat the like the potatoes and like vinegar, olive oil, and salt um before they bake them. Um, then just put them on some white bread. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's fine. I mean, I've done the cheese. I, I've done what your mom's done before, like cheese, like cheese and potato chips and like stuff like that. Just not like using potatoes and crisps. All. all right. So, talk to me about some fruit. What's your what's your top fruits?
1: That's a really tough question. Uh, watermelon. Okay. That's the top five fruit. Okay. Coconut. That's top five fruit. Um, I like a really good.
0: So last white... time you bought a coconut.
1: Well, when I was in Thailand, I ate like probably like forty coconuts. Okay. So that's been two months.
0: Can you get coconuts here?
1: Yeah, it's there. You gotta, you can buy them whole a decent amount of the time, but it's still a lot of work to get a coconut open. Um. I like to buy Martin sells um, roasted uh, coconut chunks, which is really good. Um, in Thailand, you just like walk down the street and people are selling coconuts for like the equivalent of like thirty five
0: cents. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember you telling me about that. I never heard you talk about coconut chunks, chunks like at Martin's before.
1: I mean, I don't know why I would talk about it. But I don't talk about a lot of the fruit that I buy and eat.
0: Okay, so tell me about the fruit then. Now I'm interested.
1: I like mangoes a lot. Um, I've, heard you,
0: I've heard you talking about
1: mangoes before. I love grapes. You know, like I love a good grape. <laughs> I like those cotton candy grapes that are the, in vogue now. They're delicious. I don't know what those are? Well, because you don't need fruit because you're a fucking philistine. <laughs> That's why you got fucking scurvy. <laughs> sitting, sitting over there all. Like, <laughs> heat, heat you, out. you
2: don't. You don't. <laughs>
0: My, my my teeth are strong. There's nobody.
1: There's there's like four people that will ever listen to this that will know the truth of the fact that you're this toothless monster because you don't need any. You don't don't eat your oranges. I do um, love a really good ripe navel orange. That's a delicious delicious treat. Um, it's actually probably easier to talk about the fruits that I dislike because there's okay, only a couple okay. of them. Mm. Um, fuck a kiwi, number one. I stand by that forever. Like kiwis are disgusting. uh, Yes, it's like eating like like someone's like shaved testicles. Hmm. Like, and even if you take the hair off of them, it's still gross. So Hmm. fuck a kiwi. Okay. Um. And I can't stand eating a peach because I feel like eating a peach is what eating a human is like. Hmm. Like slightly yielding, really juicy, and with like a weird bit of like fuzz all over it. It's really upsetting to me, huh. and I'm not a fan of. Sh- I'm not really a fan of like strawberries when consumed like as a fresh fruit. But I love strawberries when they're um, processed, oh, like chopped cake? up. Oh, okay. Yeah, like chopped up and like mm-hmm. cooked down and like a syrup with um, sugar and you know, like turned into like almost like a compote or a jam or something. That's yeah. delicious.
0: I, I I like strawberries. Like I just like like take like a spoon of sugar and just like. Put over top of the straw, like kind of like shake over top of the strawberries, right? In a bowl and eat those
1: because you're a child. And if you have to put sugar on a piece of fruit, you're going no, no, fruit. Because no. the fruit when I say that sugar. I like
0: strawberries and I do that, it's because the last time that I actually did that, I was a child.
1: <laughs> well, then that makes sense, yeah. I mean, the problem with strawberries is that. a a perfectly ripe strawberry is one of the most delicious things you can eat but the strawberry at any other point in its life cycle is either too mushy and gross or just like really like yeah dry and tart and there's like it has to be like perfect for it to be good and if it's not perfect then it's just not that great how do you feel about raspberries uh, I like I like those kind of berries like raspberries, blueberries, blackberries. I know blueberries aren't similar to raspberries. Like raspberries, blackberries, whatever,
0: mm-hmm. elderberries, whatever the fuck they're called. I get I get raspberries and I put them in oatmeal. Um, I do. Whenever eat I buy fruit like that,
1: I cook it down and make like like a like a spread or like a jam or something out of it.
0: Now you haven't mentioned two 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 key ones. Um, out of the fruit group, which is apples and um, bananas, I love apples and I love bananas. So
1: there you go. I like plantains too. What do you think about that? <laughs>
0: I like plantains. I like mofongo.
1: Nobody around here I like mofongo. I like I like
0: I like fr- like fried plantains. Like they're good. Um, yeah, I mean I love apples. I love any kind of apple, honestly. How do you eat an apple? You
1: cut it up. You just, like, bite into the fucker. No, I tear into it like the fucking savage that I am. Yeah. I rip that apple flesh off of its body and just, like, chew it all up.
0: Mm. That's gross. That makes me really uncomfortable to think about.
1: I like to cut apples into slices and put them on salads. Mm. And I like to core an apple and then fill it with um, uh, butter and brown sugar and roast it in the oven. For like a long time so it becomes hmm. like all soft and like makes this like juice inside it. Hmm. And then um cut it up and you know put some ice cream on top of that bitch. It's delicious. What
0: kind of grapes you like?
1: I told you I like cotton candy grapes. I I like all kinds of grapes. I like green grapes and like the whatever color they are, purple grapes or whatever.
0: Which 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 one do you prefer? The green or the purple?
1: Uh probably the green, I think is my favorite. That's the right answer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like green seedless. Um, my grandmother had a grapevine, like a single grapevine that grew green grapes that were fucking delicious and amazing, but they had seeds. And when I was a child, I was an idiot and I would always just like end up chewing the seeds
0: and
3: <clears throat>
0: then be really disappointed. Fuck. I guess. See, this feels like cheating. I don't want to get into that because tomatoes are a fruit, right? Technically.
1: Well, we talk about vegetables, too. We can talk about tomato on both. I mean, you know I love tomatoes. Died tomatoes. Of course. Just like raw, like constantly. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite dishes in the world is um, like a nice fresh tomato from the garden. So it's still got that like earthy like smell and taste to it. And then sliced thick um, on white bread with uh, mayonnaise, salt, pepper, and then just close the tomato in the middle and eat it. Mmm. Amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's that that's an amazing sandwich, or a really good BLT with like some really fresh, like crisp lettuce, right? And like some nice because like I'm not a big fan of cooking my bacon in a pan. I like to roast my bacon mostly. So you roast the bacon and you take it out and let it dry. Um. So all the like you like get the grease off of it, and then that with like the cold tomato and the cold lettuce. Oh my god, it's so good. Mustard,
0: salt, pepper. Mm. Perfect. Hold on, you put mustard on the BLT?
1: I'm sorry, mayonnaise,
0: mayonnaise, mayonnaise.
1: No, oh, okay. I know, I said the wrong kind of it. that's my okay. Bad. You were right to call me out for that because mustard is not the thing. That's not the move.
0: I was <laughs> I mean I was I was interested in, in the idea there. Um I don't put mustard on much except if I,
1: I have a ham and cheese sandwich it will get mustard.
0: Hmm. I've actually found that I'm using less ketchup and more mustard as I get older. So it's like, I don't really put ketchup on like a, something like a burger or something like that so much anymore. I'll put mustard on it, and only mustard. Um, like, I've found that I've like lost the taste for ketchup, and I've gained more of a taste for mustard. I still would put ketchup on a burger. I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't. It just means that I tend to do more, especially when I make them at home, like just mustard as opposed to but maybe put a dollop of ketchup still on it sometimes. Um, Since you mentioned uh, lettuce um, what's your favorite kind of lettuce? Oh I hate lettuce. You hate lettuce? Oh my god lettuce is
1: useless. Lettuce is fucking crunchy water. It's it's.
0: You, 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 you eat
1: salads though. I don't put lettuce in a salad. What? Yeah lettuce doesn't go in a salad. Let's, lettuce is a waste of life, and like if you put lettuce in a salad, you're just wasting space that could be taken up by something else better than lettuce. Like what? Um, you keep telling me know. You're
0: making salads, and it's like, what are you making? I, I'm completely flummoxed. Spinach. Ugh.
1: Or some other kind of leafy green, kale maybe, you know? <laughs> or maybe you don't put anything like that. Maybe you just do some. Cucumber and some tomato and some, you know, fresh mushrooms and some cauliflower and uh, fresh like bell pepper, like sweet bell pepper. And, you know, then maybe you want to get like some some crushed bacon bits in that thing and some shredded cheese and make yourself a nice dressing. It's delicious. You don't need lettuce in there. Lettuce is a waste of time. <laughs>
0: From 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 the, the guy who eat. last week was trying to define what a pizza is, and now your definition of a salad is like, watch put it's just some peppers and tomatoes Salads, and like look, you know and listen,
1: a little bit of spinach. Listen, like, listen, you know? a salad is any combination of vegetables with a dressing.
2: Okay. That's
1: a salad. So you don't need lettuce to be in that combination of vegetables unless you're a fucking boring like, plebe that doesn't understand what a waste of time lettuce is.
0: So so what what is what is lettuce good for then? A BLT? Yes. So when you mix it with the bacon, like...
1: And the tomato. And the tomato,
0: right. Um, okay, all right.
1: Lettuce is also good shredded on a chicken cheesesteak.
0: Yeah, but it's got to be that's shredded true. lettuce. It's got to be shredded lettuce. Okay, yeah. like um,
1: lettuce, lettuce on a um, like
0: shredded iceberg, though, right?
1: Yeah, a okay. uh, wedge, whatever wedge salads are with the lettuce, that's good. Okay, you ever had one of them? Um, uh, I don't think so. It's like a quarter of a iceberg. I think it's iceberg head of iceberg lettuce. That's cut into a wedge, and they just put the dressing on top of it, and you eat it with like no. a knife and fork.
0: I've never done that. No,
1: it's no. it's 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 good. It's fancy, but it actually tastes pretty good. It's refreshing. Oh, and yeah. in Caesar salad, lettuce is a you know important part of Caesar salad. I'll give you that. Yes, Very but any other part, salad, yeah. no lettuce. I had Pat's Pizza call me once and say, "Um, in the instructions you said no lettuce," and I said yes, and they said you realize you ordered a salad right and i said i'm aware and she was like but you don't want lettuce and i said yes that's true i do not want lettuce because lettuce is a waste of time and she said but what is in the salad now that makes it a salad and i said everything else because it's all vegetables and she said i gotta talk to my manager and then she came back and said that they were gonna make my salad without lettuce But I confuse the woman because I, much I, like
0: I understand her confusion. No, I'm that's confused. Ridiculous. Rom, I'll romaine, tell you what. It's the, than iceberg, anyway. So. The
1: next time you get a salad, don't get lettuce. Think about some other vegetables. They want
0: no. There, what? What? There's nothing. There's nothing. Yes, there is. There's all the other. But vegetables. no, I'm saying for me, like there's nothing. Like I don't. So I don't all care. you want
1: to eat is lettuce. Oh, I, but I will put. I mean, this, I guess I this, like carrots. This, this is why you don't got any teeth. <sighs> um, I like
0: carrots, celery's alright sometimes. Yeah,
1: celery's good. Carrots are good, both good. Celery's <laughs> crunchy, water, but it's more interesting than lettuce.
0: See, I don't like the crunchiness. I think it's a texture thing with it. That's why I like I prefer romaine over iceberg.
1: Let me tell you two lettuce stories, and this is another reason why I don't agree with lettuce. The first lettuce story comes from my youth. Okay, And my friend's father was growing lettuce in his garden and he had us over for dinner and they made spaghetti and they were like, hey, do you want a salad? And I said, no, I already ate. I'm just going to have a little bit of spaghetti. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that he didn't clean the lettuce good enough and they all got fucking pinworm from it and they were all shitting worms for like a week. So I've been like really suspicious of lettuce ever since then. Mm-hmm. And then suspicions confirmed because I bought I got casinos like last year and I got a Caesar salad and I was so excited to start eating it. And I put my fork down and some fruit flies climbed out from the lettuce. Mm. And so I called casinos and had the salad sent back or told them what happened. Mm-hmm. they were like, oh, my God, we're so horrified. We're going to send you a new salad. <laughs> and you know what's in that fucking salad? Fucking fruit flies. So mm-hmm. it's lettuce, man. Lettuce is the devil, and there's no need for anyone to eat it except on a BLT or shredded on a tube good. Tube. Yes,
0: good. I'm glad that came out. All right, um, <clears throat> that's what came out. Was that another tooth? <laughs> <laughs> that's that was the that's that that's the money shot there. I wanted the trauma um, of whatever calls this lettuce thing. Um. And and the childhood story is the one. Um, <clears throat> all right, what, what, what other fucking vegetables are there? What, what? oh, there's so many vegetables Asparagus is good. I like asparagus. Yeah, I love asparagus. You make good you can, asparagus. I had your asparagus. I, asparagus I, one
1: I do. I'm a good cook of asparagus.
0: Yeah.
1: You know um, what, you know what I've really grown broccoli to love. I like.
0: I love yeah, I like broccoli, broccoli too. too. broccoli has to be cooked properly, or else there's nothing to it. If it's all, like, fucking mushy and shit. Like, like, like the the fucking beat-ass broccoli that you get in, like, Chinese and shit like that. Like, fucking awful. Like, but I mean...
1: (laughs) If it's cooked correctly, it can be fine.
0: It's hardly ever cooked correctly. Like, most of the time. The problem
1: is people steam broccoli, and they steam it for too long or too high of a temperature. And they think that, like, they have to overcook broccoli because it's got such a crunch to it. But you gotta leave broccoli al dente for it to be enjoyable. Like, it can't be just, like, mushy. Right, but I love broccoli and a cheese sauce on top of a baked potato. Right, yeah, that that's makes an sense. amazing taste combination. Um, I've recently fallen in love with parsnips. I've been using parsnips a lot in my cooking. Yeah, um, I think they're fucking amazing. They're like better carrots in some ways. Hmm. Um, so I've been roasting parsnips. Um, and having them as a side with, uh, meals recently.
0: Yeah. Uh, carrots as a side. How do you cook carrots?
1: Um, I put them in a, uh, like a crock, like a casserole type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, usually cut into, I guess like julienne would be maybe the closest thing that I do to them. And then, um, a little water, um, just in the bottom, like underneath them and then brown sugar and butter on top of them Mm -hmm. and then roasted for like 25 to 30 minutes until they get like fork tender and they get this nice like glaze on top. I want a little bit of honey on top of the two. So, Mm. um, Pat's of butter like on top and then brown sugar spring on top of that. And then honey drizzled on top of that. And when it all melts down, like you get this perfect, like sweet glaze on top of your carrots and you can eat them with a fork and they're amazing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. really
0: good. Yeah. Oh, okra I like. I like yeah, okra's good. Mm. Yeah. Uh that place the forge has really good okra. Um
1: I don't think there's any vegetables I don't like, to be honest with you. I can't think of a single vegetable that
0: I don't enjoy. Um oh yeah, because you like all that like disgusting shit like squash and zucchini and shit. Oh like my that. god,
1: squash and zucchini are amazing. Disgusting. Oh, you're disgusting. See? <laughs> Yeah, unhealthy fuck. This is why you can't eat cheese.
0: <laughs> Cause, well, I mean, that's true. I mean, I ate too much cheese. Apparently, like, um, right. Instead of eating your veggies, like,
1: right. Those of us that were raised like a cow, where we can eat like vegetables fresh from the ground, like our stomachs can process cheese. You know, we have like hearty constitutions. You got this right. delicate ass constitution because all you've ever eaten were fucking Elio's
0: pizzas for six years.
2: Yeah. That's true. Yeah.
0: Ilios pizzas and bagels. I did I did eat bagels for a long
1: time. Um And I didn't, I didn't even use my go to joke in this situation. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Ilios isn't your
0: go to. Ilios my, my is go-to. Ilios is your go to.
1: Ilios is fifty percent of my go to. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: the um, go the, the go to is that you're Stuffing Ilya's pizzas into your fucking face while you're waiting sixteen
0: minutes for that Jillian Anderson nip slip to, to download look, off yes. of, uh... That was definitely what was going on at the age of like fifteen or whatever. Um absolutely. Um it would take like fucking fifteen minutes to download that JPEG. <laughs> fifteen minutes if you're lucky. Hey, It depends on the size of JPEG. Um <clears throat> but yeah. Sometimes thirty, sometimes forty, like depends. Really high def, like uh, picture. Yeah, fucking wondering if you should risk it all for that Mister Skin
1: subscription. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh is there anything else? Tell me on egg. Uh, just sell me on eggplant, like right now, like it's kind of like the 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 whole thing, like sell me the pen, like sell me on eggplant. Tell me why I should like and how I should eat eggplant to like it. Uh,
1: I think that you should eat eggplant, um, either as an eggplant parm, so. Um, breaded, fried, and then cooked in like a red sauce with cheese. Mm -hmm. Um, But my preferred way to eat eggplant is to slice it into rounds. Um, So first of all, you like strip off the majority of the skin. Uh, You just leave like small, like maybe half inch, like sections of skin on the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, Preheat your oven to like 350 and then you score the top of the eggplant. So you like cut like shallow you know, scoring like uh, hash marks in it, basically. Uh, A little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, roast it for eh, like 10 to 12 minutes. And then you take it out and you put um, uh, pizza sauce, shredded cheese and a little bit of pepperoni on top and put it back in the oven and let it finish. And when you cook it, it's like the perfect conduit for that delicious like pizza topping. Hmm. Um, it's amazing. Hmm. But since going to Thailand, I they have these little green like tomato sized eggplants over there. Okay. That they cut in half and then or quarter, like basically. They cut them into like wedges. And you eat them um raw in uh sum tum, which is like Thai salad, which also has no lettuce because they know what's what. Um But it's so good, like it's really delicious. It's got this nice, like, slightly bitter, but also slightly sweet, and not bittersweet, but like you bite it and like you get like a tartness in the back of your tongue, and then a little bit of sweetness on the front of your tongue, and it's fucking amazing. Hmm. Um, yeah, I love eggplant.
2: Okay,
1: I make um lasagna out of eggplant sometimes. So I'll take the eggplant and I'll cut it into lengthwise into thin strips and use that instead of lasagna noodles yeah you just um, cut it into strips then you blanch it um, you know like boiling water and then smudge it nice so it like gets cooked a little bit but then you stop the cooking so it's still got that firmness So it like basically it's al dente and then you can make lasagna like layer it with it it's really good I'm
0: trying to find it. A... artichokes you like artichokes I guess I do all right, let's just go I'm, through the list here. I want to see if there's any that you don't like. Okay.
1: I've, I've never been successful at cooking artichokes, so I... Okay.
0: I know you like avocado, right? Like, in certain ways. Oh, that was a short list. What? Yeah, I like avocado. Uh, let's see. Beets? Yeah, I like beets a lot. Okay. Um. Let's see. We talked about that. talked about that. Brussels sprouts? Yeah, I love Brussels sprouts. Cabbage, I love cabbage. All the different types of cabbage.
1: I can't think of any cabbage I dislike, so I'm going to say
0: yes. I know you like cauliflower. Mm, love it. <clears throat> um, what was that cauliflower Indian dish? Alu gobi. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, corn didn't come up. Oh, I love corn. How do you how do you but, make corn?
1: Um. I'm pretty big fan of just whole kernel corn, like as a side. You know, like to make kernel corn and put it in my mashed potatoes and mix it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm, like... I'm a super big fan of creamed corn. Like, I love creamed corn. Uh huh. Um, I also really like corn on the cob in the summer. I think that's pretty yeah. fantastic.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, again, there's a Thai Sum tum dish that's som tum corn, where they put the corn in the salad <clears throat> with like a um, spicy dressing, and it's fucking amazing in the salad. What does the
0: salad consist of? Uh,
1: papaya, garlic, um, those weird eggplants, uh, the corn, the some, the um, fish sauce dressing, uh, chilies, mm. uh, and then some kind of like uh, glass noodle, like a like a thin like vermicelli like rice noodle. <clears throat> Which takes the place of the lettuce because it's so much better than lettuce. What the fuck?
0: I don't even know what this is. Cress? Like watercress? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Watercress is fine. I
1: mean, you don't really get it much, but I've had it a couple times and I've enjoyed it. Alright. Uh, oh, collard greens I like. Yeah, collard greens are good. If they're prepared correctly.
0: Yeah. They they also do collard greens um, over there at Forge, like with certain meals. It's good. Um... Mustard greens I never had? I don't know what mustard greens are.
1: Uh I've not had enough experience with mustard greens to really comment. Okay. Gourds? Like gourds? mm, I don't know that I've ever eaten a gourd. I've you know, I've eaten like things that are like gourds. But not a gourd. It's I don't think I've ever eaten something that was a gourd.
0: We already talked about this Uh, kale. What about kale?
1: I like kale. Yeah. I like kale when it's um slightly wilted in like some um like bacon grease with like vinegar and mint and you wilt wilt the kale down and then like um eat it like that That's didn't really you good.
0: make something with kale in the past few years didn't you tell me about kale in the past few years recently
1: feels mm-hmm. like you did i buy a mixed salad that has kale in it mm. that was so good. that might be that um leeks oh i love leeks
0: these are a good substitute in soup for um, onions. What about beans? What kind of bean? What's your top? What's your top three beans? Uh, kidney,
1: um, garbanzo, and that's probably cheating to say that, but um, what are they? Great Northern or whatever,
0: like the white ones. Mm. Okay. Mushrooms? You like mushrooms? Oh, I love mushrooms. What's the best thing to do with a mushroom? Either in just making them or what, what you put them on. What, what do you like mushrooms with the most? I love
1: mushrooms in soups and sauces. Um, oh. I like to cook a mushroom down for a long time until it gets like soft but not like mushy. Um, I love to take portobello caps and scoop out the innards and do like a stage sausage, breadcrumb, onion, pepper mix. And then stuff them and then put cheese on top of them and roast them for a long time. That's pretty delicious. Okay. Um, um, but I love mushrooms in general. Like I think mushrooms are amazing.
0: I've gotten better with mushrooms over the years. When I was younger, I didn't like them too much. There's still like certain times with texture with mushrooms depending on how they're done like that bother me. But uh, let's see, we only got a few more left. I think um, here. So uh, pumpkin. We haven't talked about pumpkin.
1: I like pumpkin. I and- love pumpkin pie and. Um,
0: I'm trying to think, I was like eating pumpkin. Ain't much else to do with pumpkin, I don't think, is there?
1: I don't know. I they definitely eat pumpkin overseas in other places, like yeah. different than that we Oh, hmm. uh, let's see, rhubarb. Yeah, I like rhubarb. I've only had rhubarb a couple times too, but I've had rhubarb pie and it was delicious. Shallots. Oh my god, yeah, shallots are.
0: Was there something you were fixing
1: with shallots
0: maybe in the past couple of years?
1: Uh, i use shallots in a lot of things that I cook. Okay. Um, cause they're a nice, like, uh, less pungent, like way to add some oniony flavor to a dish. Um, mm. but you got to cook them delicately cause they can fall apart easily. Um, I'm actually making beef Wellington for dinner one night this week and mm. I'm going to have sh- shallots and mushrooms. Mm. Three more sweet potatoes. We haven't talked about sweet potatoes specifically yet. I like sweet potatoes a lot. Yeah, I like sweet potato fries, and I love sweet potato casserole and sweet potato pie. Yeah. Um.
0: Uh, turnips.
1: Yeah, I love turnips. I and like turnips and parsnips together. Okay. They're and very y- similar.
0: Yam. Uh, I
1: don't know that I know the difference between a yam and a sweet potato, so I'm going to say I think the same thing. Because hmm. I definitely had candied yams and felt like it was the same thing as eating a sweet potato. So gotcha.
0: All right, so you like all the vegetables. All right, I'm sure there's probably like
1: there's so many it. other vegetables you didn't name, but well, yeah, oops. yeah, but this is like
0: kind of like an American list, kind of like oh uh, um, yeah, like I'm sure there's tons of shit like other places. Radishes,
1: I love radishes.
0: Oh, we didn't talk. I, it was on the list. I just we I thought we had talked about radishes. Didn't I ask you about radishes? Oh no, I asked no, you I about turnips. Too. That's why. Ah, yeah, I like radishes a lot. Yeah. They're all just like things in a fucking Super Mario game to me. Um, mm. I mean, there's all kinds of like peppers too, but it's like I didn't go through all like the different types of peppers. Like, yes, I love
1: every kind of pepper.
0: Anaheim pepper.
1: Hmm. I put Anaheim pepper in my chili. Really?
0: Yeah. Huh? I didn't. I didn't know that. I was being yeah, short I, ro- I roasted it and um. <laughs> gotcha um oh there was one on here and i just didn't even know how to pronounce it it's um radicchio nah, uh, no uh, uh uh yes that uh, sorry that, that was on here too but it looked like um like a like a red lettuce of some sort yeah yeah um no it was one J- jicama jicama oh he Jicama? Hikama? okay what yeah. the fuck's that um
1: Imagine a potato and an apple had a baby. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah With the, like a, well, it has like
0: that on- onion like kind of like tip to it. No, it's it. Like got no onioniness like, to it. Legit. I'm just talking, talking about a, pure looks. That's, yeah,
1: it's legit like an apple and a, a potato had a baby. Okay, it's really good. It's got um they actually eat um raw something similar to hikama in Thailand, but I can't remember what the fruit is called. Um, but it's really good it's got like a nice like crisp uh brightness to it like in terms of the ta- taste and flavor um yeah I, I like Ikuma. so what was, was um, uh, in
0: Thailand what was the best fruit and or slash vegetable like that was new to you that you had the little eggplants I think were the best like vegetable I discovered
1: mm-hmm. um fruit wise. Maybe mangosteens or. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember what they're called. They're these. Oh, you know what's really amazing? They have guava, you know, like. Yeah. That they eat over there. Mm-hmm. Um, that they soak in like a sweet, not like sugary water, but I don't know how it's like water, like cold ice water. And then you pick it out like one at a time and eat like oh it's so good. Um all the fruit over there was amazing. Like there there was no fruit that I didn't like mark out to when I ate it. Like every time I ate a fruit, I'd be like, Oh my god, this fruit's the best fruit ever.
0: <laughs> Here's a couple of things I found on a different lists that I that I should ask you about. What about dates? Like I like dates a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um and what about kumquats?
1: Yeah, I really like kumquats. I I only had kumquats for the first time, like, <sighs> ten years ago, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed. And I got them just because it was funny. But then, like, I loved them.
0: Hmm. All right, you win. I will... I will take my no teeth and go away and leave you alone without the vegetables now.
1: Does that mean that I...
0: You gotta spin the
1: wheel. Just do it. Like We know what it's gonna be, but you still need to do
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to. I wasn't gonna forget it. Um, <clears throat> you'd already forgotten. Nope. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about it.
1: If I can psychically guess what the movie's gonna be, can I win a prize? Sure.
0: Last time. Spinning the wheel. <laughs> the category is animals with weird superpowers abnormal superheroes was the category (laughs) Mm. ah it's a shame there's only there was only one thing left on the wheel last week abnormal superheroes um the little website is all done now um with no categories so what's the movie going to be next week Oh my god. Do I do I have to say an hour can
1: you just nah, be surprised? We could we could just all be surprised on what right. this movie is gonna be. Yeah it's, um, big
0: surprise. yeah. it's gonna be gonna be shocking, I'm sure. Shocking. So all right. So all right. we'll we'll have um we'll have the, the final episode of the Spin Chagrin and maybe a bonus in there somewhere in between. And yeah. um and the and the wrapping up of uh, food chat twenty twenty two. Um so And moving into Food Chat 2023. (laughs) I've never told Food Chat after 2022 ever. Sorry, sorry, though. All right. Um, We'll be back next week for our last episode. Thanks for listening. Deuces. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.